Pablo for breakfast. People of the Pilbara. Hello and welcome to episode five of our new podcast series, People of the Pilbara. Now, this podcast series is all about you, the people of our town that make Karratha such a special place to live. And I think there's something really unique about people that come to a place maybe they've never heard of in the middle of a desert, apparently with nothing to do. But as we know, a lot of us come for a six-month to 12-month plan and end up staying a decade. Like I did. <laughs> so throughout this podcast, we're going to have a chat to everyday people that call Karatha home and find out what they do here, what they love about Karatha, and what's next in their journey. And this week's guest is Kylie Ann Farrell. Now, you may know her for her incredible work in the mental health space with her business, Move for Mental Health. We'll dive into that and also find out how she ended up in Karatha. So without further ado, sit back, listen, grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy my chat with Kylie Ann and her journey to call Karatha home. Kylie Ann, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So people would know you now from Move for Mental Health, but initially what brought you to Karatha? Uh, just the very unique story of uh, <laughs> coming to the Pilbara for an eight-month contract for my oh. husband's, well, then boyfriend, partner's uh, job. And then I think it's just, yeah... Uh, red dirt gets in your veins and you can't really leave, can you? No, you can't. Now, you grew up uh, in, in Perth and Bustleton. Correct. Uh, you moved up here in, in 2010. Yes. I mean, life was pretty different right then, right? You were you're obviously a lot younger. You mm. didn't have kids. Nope. First impressions of town, what did you think? Were you, did you think you'd stick around? Uh, I don't know. We sort of, we drove in and I didn't really know what to expect. I've only really lived in the southwest corner, so mm-hmm. grew up mostly in Bustleton. So it was a pretty big scenery change, but it was also in the middle of that, the, like coming to the end of that huge boom that we're having. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a sea of um, yellow and blues. Uh, you know, the ratio from men to women was pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, just a completely different time. I think if we were to tell stories about that time, people who live here now where it's more of a community mm-hmm. sort of town would just not believe the sort of stuff that used to happen or just the sort of money that was around and the, it was just a different time. It yeah. Was, and uh, I mean, a lot of people were in share houses, Yes, multiple you know, families living in different houses, renting out rooms and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, and yeah, it's, it's really changed over this last yeah, 13 years. Yeah. So when I first came to town, I'd actually, um, I was trying to get a transition, um, a, a transfer. I was working with Department of Housing. I couldn't get a transfer. So I actually moved into the private property market. So right. that was my first okay. job. Yep. Um, and the, the rental market here was crazy. Yeah. You know, like the house I'm living in that street, they were, some of those houses were $2,800 mm. a week. Mm. So yeah, very different times. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you came up here doing something, I never even knew that was the, the start of your career, right? You, yeah. you then sort of went into fitness, I believe? Yeah, so I, I mean, when you move here, everyone tells you to get a job with Rio or Woodside, right? Mm. So that was the goal. So mm. I started out in the, like, um, private property um, rental or management um, and then just tried my hardest to get a job in mining just to get my foot in the door so I actually started out at the Pluto project right. yeah so I was in payroll out there absolutely hated it <laughs> <laughs> but I also found some of my best friends I still mm-hmm. have to today um, and then from there I managed to get my foot in the door with Rio Tinto and so um, I was working with Skilled, uh, ended up I was working for Safe Working, I moved into HR and then I exited out at that point for various reasons. Um, and actually, interestingly, I'm back working 
for Rio Tinto as a contractor doing things with my own business based on my experience in mining. So it was all stepping stones to lead me to where I am now. But if I'd looked at myself 21 coming to town, I never would have thought that I'd be where I am now. Ah, that's incredible. So it's obviously you've, you've made a connection with town. Uh, and, and as you said, it's sort of come full circle, right? You're back sort of doing some mining things, but more in the, the mental health space. So mm-hmm. what sparked that journey, if you, if you want to talk about it, like to, to move into health, fitness, and their mental health, mm. uh, what sort of kick-started that? Uh, so when I was 19, I was diagnosed with severe depression and anxiety. Um, I was also presenting with suicidal ideations at the time. Not that I brought that to the attention of the psychiatrist that was diagnosing me. So that's really where it kick-started my journey because he prescribed me exercise as a part of my treatment plan along with various other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I chose to run with that. Uh, pun intended. <laughs> uh, it's been a really long journey and I guess just everything, every different layer um, that sort of happens in my life or the new chapter of each adventure um, just uncovers something new, a new rabbit hole that I want to dive down to understand why is exercise so impactful for mental health but also mm-hmm. in the recovery from mental illness. So I think I've sort of, I've sort of switched now into um, the more – uh, proactive side of things and I'm now I've just come out of a 18 month sort of journey of studying positive psychology so looking at the things that build us up the right. things that help us flourish it's like the the other side of traditional psychology where mm-hmm. we're not looking at all the things that are going wrong we're looking at the things that are going right and how can we leverage those to get people to be their best selves more often um and so, yeah, that's sort of where I am in the space now. That's I'm doing like workplace wellbeing, workplace wellbeing consultancy, and that's where I'm sitting. So I'm helping people uncover their strengths and look at what are the things that are going right, um, not dismissing the challenges, but how can we approach them differently? Mm. So we're building those in our personal capabilities and resources for people so that they can, you know, continue to grow and be their best selves and live life the way that they want to. So do you have a bit of a checklist as far as things you like to do each week or whatever um, that kind of keep you in that in that mind frame? Is it, do you have a bit of a, like a go-to thing that you, you sort of prescribe to? Uh, so I look at the things that are going to uh, invest in my longevity for well-being, mm-hmm. but also, I guess, the ha- happiness, I guess, if we want to term it that. Um, I think we so often get stuck in this treadmill of trying to find happiness in the things that we then adapt to and then we're like oh okay what's next so we're never fulfilled so the things that really invest that you can invest in are things like I do exercise um, try to have a really good sleep positive relationships meaning in your work and in your life Um, I like to also contribute and invest in things bigger than myself and try to help a huge amount of people using my community if I can Um, uh, you know gratitude, uh, kindness, like there's, there's so many different pieces to that puzzle. Yeah. If I would need a po- another podcast for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, there's the sorts of things, I guess. And one thing I, I think that uh, I really resonate with you is, and I, and I know lots of people in the community do, is you're, like, you're very open and very vulnerable about lots of things. And I always used to think, like, why are people talking about mental health problems and issues? And it's only been the last couple of years I've realised, like, oh, it's so impactful because people realise that they're not alone with things, right? Because you always feel like you've got all this stuff going on inside and you're like, oh, it, that's just me, right? Every, you look at people, you put them on pedestals, you say, that person's got it fully sorted out. Mm. And then when they open up and tell them about their 
issues and um, struggles that they, you're like, oh my God, they're just like a normal person, yeah. just like me. Yeah. And uh, it took me a long time to sort of recognize that, but I think um, you've done a great job doing that and, and being really vulnerable with people in town. Yeah, I think um, I've just always, I guess, go back to, I don't know who the original saying was or who it was by, um, but if you want to watch Coach Carter, <laughs> it's a basketball <laughs> movie. It's like, it's my, my favorite part in the whole movie. But essentially it's something like, you know, um, you know, I, I like to speak up um, to almost give people the courage to do the same or the permission mm. to do the same. Yeah. Because you're right, people think they're alone um, yeah. in their experience. And when you sh- share your lived experience, they feel less alone and they can sometimes borrow a little bit of your courage and it will hopefully help them on their journey to recovery or mm-hmm. their journey to wherever they want to be. So, yeah, it is in- incredibly impactful. So, Obviously, you don't want to uh, divulge anything about uh, what's going on with clients, but is there a common theme that you're seeing? I guess we're a little bit unique up here. We're, we're away from family. You're probably dealing with a lot of FIFO workers. Is there a common theme at all that you're seeing with people that you're working with in this space? Mm, good question, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, think, I think it's just the lack of the approach, a strengths-based approach, where we're looking at what are the things or properly identifying the things that someone or the things that people have within them that give them energy, Mm. Um, the things that, not in a woo-woo way, but in a way that, you know, brings them meaning um, where they actually want to walk into work or skip into work or rather than like rolling out and crawling in, you know. Um, And that'll look different for every single person. So I like, I do really love my one-on-ones where I get to really dive deeper into the iceberg I guess like what are all the things that sit beneath the surface that make up who you are Um, what is driving your behaviors and your actions Um, but yeah I think it's just the lack of the the positive psychology approach I guess where we're looking at the things that are going well we're so quick to pick up all of the negative things yeah, or the well, things I mean, that are right. harshest critic, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah so I think it's probably probably that and that's um, also I think putting more emphasis on the sustainable changes and the small wins. Mm. Like I'm all about the 1% change to change, completely change direction of someone's life. I'm not about this big transformational change. And every time I hear a small win, uh, it's like the best for me. Yeah, you want to uh, celebrate that, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So they're always really um, surprised when they're like, oh, I just tweaked this or this was like this tiny little change that happened and then now they've just seen this massive ripple effect. Mm. And because I mainly work with leaders. So, yeah, it's been really, really cool um, and I'm humbled to be in that space. It's very cool. Uh, so just changing gears a little bit, if you could change anything about town... About Karatha, is there anything you'd like to change? I would love for Huey to give us some better weather. <laughs> um, I, I honestly, that for me, that is the biggest thing. I just wish that the winds and the tides aligned a little more when I've got time. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's probably the biggest thing. Um, and well, I'm not sure we can fix that. But I know we can't. We're, we're um, putting that word out there. We though. are. Yeah, come on, Huey. Um, <laughs> Do me a solid, mate. Uh, no, the other thing probably is just the, I think probably the cost of people being mm. able to get back to see their families. Yeah. For me, where and I'm a really privileged position where we've set ourselves up so that we can do that with very little hassle, I guess. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people in town where that's not the luxury. Yeah. Um, so I, I wish that that could change a little because 
we are so remote and we are so isolated and we know with that comes increased mental health risk. So if people could get back or we could have our families here more often, that could be a game changer for people. Absolutely. Uh, Tell us something that maybe people out there don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about this just before. I was like, I don't think there is anything. I'm so open. But there is. So uh, I'm actually a self-taught pianist. So Mm -hmm. I play piano and I sing. And I've done that my whole life. I taught myself to play piano when I was in my teens because I used to sing in a duo with someone else who played the piano. Right. Uh, And she got a job and was more interested in other things. And so I was like, well, I don't want to stop doing this. It's pretty good cash. I love Mm -hmm. doing it. So I taught myself. My mum luckily is trained. So she just gave me the the basics. And I just, uh, luckily, I've got an ADHD brain. So if I want to do something, I'm pretty, (laughs) I get there. Um, So yeah, I've I've sung the national anthem. uh, I think it was at the 2000 and... 12 sport awards at crown um yeah i've had some pretty cool opportunities um singing but yeah i don't gig around too much anymore but i think pretty sure that's where we first met was that a it gig? Was. Yeah, yeah 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 and it always re- reminded me i was like, oh she got such a nice voice and you cropped up a couple of times uh, i think very early on when i'd come to town and then yes you disappeared you no yeah. longer uh maybe we'll catch you at blanche one day that could oh, be your 2023 maybe. new year's resolution i don't know it could be yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> uh, now what do you love most about living in Carrara? I love the freedom that we have. I love that I can go down to Dampier, mm-hmm. get on my board and be the only person on the ocean. I love that you can get in a boat and go out to an island and literally have a whole island to yourself. But I think what I love the most, um, I love the landscape, but I love all the things that people don't know about this amazing like mm-hmm. part of the country. Like yeah. you, People don't know that we have um, a, a marine ecosystem comparable with the Great Barrier Reef. Like, you go out and our coral is more colourful than anything I've seen on the Ningaloo Reef. Right. So, and just in the harbour too. Yeah. There's so much to see if you spend time and actually open your eyes and have that awareness. There's just so, so much richness and, and vastness in this country and I just really love it. Well, you've inspired me to get back on that uh, stand-up paddleboard. I only <laughs> went a couple of times, but it's so much fun. Uh, so what's next, Colleen? What's next? Oh, I don't know. I think coming into 2023, uh, it's always like a interesting time because I, I have my annual Move Mental Health yes. hike that yep. I run every November and I'm about to head off on that in about uh, about four weeks uh, with another group of women. And that's normally the time where things fall into place for 2023, mm. to be honest. I have that time, that space, um, that walking mindfulness time to yep. really piece things together but yeah I've just started my master's in positive psychology so I'm really looking forward to diving into that and hopefully doing some research in that space um contribute to that field at some point in time um but yeah it's pretty open right now which feels both scary and super um yeah I'm really curious about what the future holds oh it sounds very exciting uh Kyle-Ann, appreciate your time today thank you Pablo for breakfast Triple M.